Well, good morning, and Happy New Year. It's good to see all of you today on this first Sunday of 2022, and whether you're in person or we know many of you are joining us online uh, because of our wintry snow and ice on the roads. And so we're just thankful once again that we have the technology and the ability to stream this into homes. Uh, also want to welcome uh, our snowbirds. So those of you that live in Florida and Texas and Arizona, those of you that are on cruise ships right now, we love you, <laughs> and we're glad you're joining us for worship, amen? Amen. Well, if this is your first time here, maybe you came on Christmas Eve and you're checking us out, we're glad to have you here. Uh, to, my name's Tim, I get the privilege of being the lead pastor here, and today is an exciting day for us as a church, because uh, we are going to be installing our newest staff member. And so at this time, will you help me, will you welcome Zane Simon as he comes Now, as you know, we talk a lot about God's timing and God's perfect timing. And if you don't know Zane, Zane actually started off as our intern this last summer in July and uh, was working with us for a few months. And we knew that God was stirring something in us. And at the same time, God was stirring something in Zane's heart and life. And uh, you might remember a couple months ago, we announced that our current student director, Ben Marsh, is going to start the process of becoming a pastor. And so he's going to be starting school actually next month. And so obviously there's going to be more on his plate and what that looks like for him and our congregation. And so as we begin to look at our staff, we begin to pray, God, what is it that you are aligning us for the future? We said maybe God is calling us to extend a call to Zane. Maybe Zane is meant to stay here at Shepherd's Gate instead of finishing his internship and then taking a call to a new church. And so through a very long process, would you say, yeah. uh, a lot of conversations and a lot of paperwork and, and just figuring out this whole thing, uh, we ended up extending a call to Zane to be our student coordinator. And thanks be to God that Zane has accepted that call to serve here at Shepherd's Gate. And so here's what's so incredible about this. He's going to be focusing on our fifth and sixth graders. Uh, he's already started to, to build a young adult program. So if you're a fifth and sixth grader or you're a young adult, make sure that you connect with Zane. But he's also going to be uh, assisting and supporting Ben Marsh. As, as we said before, he's going to continue as our student director for the next four years. And then at the end of four years, uh, Ben will then transition out and Zane will actually become our student director here at Shepherd's Gate. So we're just so thankful that God has aligned this all, that we're able to do this, and it's through your generosity, through your faithfulness, and we know that God just has an exciting future in store for our students. Amen? Amen. Amen. So we're going to install them. I'm going to ask them some questions this morning. Zane Simon, do you believe and confess the canonical books of the Old and New Testament to be the inspired word of God and the only infallible rule of faith and practice? If so, answer, yes, I believe and confess. Yes, I believe and confess. Do you believe that our confessions from the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod are a true expedition of Holy Scripture and of the doctrines of the church? If so, answer, yes, I believe and confess. Yes, I believe and confess. Do you solemnly promise faithfully to serve God's people in your office according with Holy Scripture and with these confessions? Answer, yes, I promise with the help of God. Yes, I promise with the help of God. Will you, trusting in God's care, seek to grow in love for those you serve, 
Strive for excellence in your skills and adorn the gospel of Jesus Christ with a godly life. If so, answer, yes, I will with the help of God. Yes, I will with the help of God. Brothers and sisters in Christ, you have heard the confession and solemn promise of Zane Simon, who has been called into the office of student coordinator. I ask you now in the presence of God, will you receive him, show him fitting love and honor, and support him by your gifts and fervent prayers? If so, answer, we will with the help of God. And may Almighty and merciful God strengthen us and assist us in that. Zane Simon, are you now ready and willing to assume this office and this work at Shepherd's Gate Church? If so, answer yes with the help of God. Yes, with the help of God. It is my privilege and honor to install you into the office of student coordinator at Shepherd's Gate Church in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 And we also want to just say a special prayer blessing over Zane. And I know his parents are here from Adrian, Michigan. If you guys want to come on up, thank you for being. Can we give them a hand as they come up? As well as our staff. So if our staff, if you guys wouldn't mind joining me. And I know Kelly here has a fabulous <laughs> gift for you. And Paul, if you're still here, if you, I don't know if you stuck around, you're more than welcome to join us as well. And congregation, if you wouldn't mind, if you're comfortable doing this, would you just stretch your hands uh, towards Zane as we pray over him? Heavenly Father, we are so humbled and amazed at the way that, that you line things up in our lives and in this church. And we, God, we know it was your perfect timing that led Zane to be here to be our student intern. Yet we know what an incredible blessing he has already been to our students and to our parents and to our church. And God, we thank you that, that your Holy Spirit has confirmed the call in his life to serve here as our student coordinator. And so we ask for a special blessing upon him today. Would you continue to use the education and the experience and, and the, the gifts and the abilities that you've given him to continue blessing our student ministry God, we know that you have more in store, and we just look forward to all that you're going to do in and through him. So we ask for your special blessing to be on him today. God, once again, we thank you for bringing him here. We thank you that he's answered the call. And God, we love you and thank you for your continued work in this church. It's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 Can we give him one more hand this morning? And at this time, I would direct your attentions to the screen.
Well, as we start the message today, I want to make sure that everyone got uh, the information as they came in. So if any of you didn't get one of these from the ushers, they're coming around at this time, go ahead and raise your hand, because I want to make sure you have this, because you're going to want to use this as your outline. Also, kids, I know there's some kids in here, where you at? Can you wave at me? Did you all get a card on your way in as well? It should be no, so you got a bunch over here. It should say kids at the top of your card, because guess what? You get to play along this morning and join us and be part of this because you were part of the church as well. Amen? Amen. So we're glad to have our kids uh, with us this morning, and our kids' programming will kick back up again next Sunday. So everyone got the paperwork? It's so funny because we haven't given paperwork out in church in such a long time, <laughs> right? It's like going back a few years. Uh, but we have so many exciting things to share with you, and I realize some of you, again, maybe you're here because of Christmas Eve, maybe you're here because you're checking us out because the Holy Spirit's stirring you on, and maybe you're looking for a new church home, or you're tuning in online, um, and we just want you to, to know what it is that we are about. Today is a great day, whether it's your first time here, or you've been here all 42 years of this church, you, by the end of this message, will have one of two feelings. You'll either be fired up and ready to go and want to be part of this church community for the next 365 days, or you're going to be like, maybe this isn't the church for me. This isn't aligned with what I believe the Holy Spirit has put on my heart. And if that's the case, we want to help you find a biblically teaching, biblically functioning church. And so if there's anything that we can do again, please let us know. I do want to let you know that next week we will be starting a brand new sermon series out of the book of Joshua called Courageous. So if this is your first time here, you got to come back next week because this is what we do often here is we'll go through a letter or a writing or a book of the Bible. And so for the next eight weeks, starting next week, we will be doing that. And so we hope that you will join us. But today, the reason we're calling this year three is not because all of the news media outlets out there are calling this year year three. Okay, just so you know. So take that idea and push it aside. All right, what we are going to focus on is the fact that we called this year three before they did because it was in 2020 that we launched a brand new mission and vision for the future of our church. And in 2020, that, that new vision was a five-year mission and vision. And so today is awesome because it's kind of the middle of a five-year plan. And we're going to do a little checkup. And those of you that know me know that I love to be open and honest as possible with you. I'm going to tell you, hey, here's the goals that we set back in 2020 before the world blew up. And here's how we're doing. And you can assess. You can assess for yourself and your family, but you can also assess as a church where it is that God is leading us in the future. Does that sound good? All right, so this is what God's word says. If you're new, new to scripture, this is one of the, the most widely read scriptures. If, you, if you've been in church your whole life, you're going to know these scriptures. But Jesus actually said this to his group of disciples. He's got these guys, and he says, Therefore, you go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. This is often referred to as the Great Commission. This is what God has put on the hearts of Jesus' followers people that realize that they don't just exist on this earth for themselves. Mark captured it this way. Jesus said to them, you go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Why does he say that? Because Mark probably liked animals, right? He probably had cats and dogs at home, which is why he includes everybody in all creation. Isn't that how it goes? All right, John captured it this way. Again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And here, guys, as you've watched my life these last three years, if you've seen me walk on this earth, as you've seen the way that I've ministered to people, 
as I have brought light into the darkness, as I have brought hope and peace to those that never thought they could have it on this earth, now you are to go and do likewise. And my favorite verse, Acts 1.8, right before Jesus ascends back into heaven to be with the Father, he tells the disciples, you're going to receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Think of that. The power of the Holy Spirit is going to be in them, and it's going to come on you, and you're going to be my witnesses, and it's going to be in your local community, in your own town, in your own suburb, in your own subdivision. It's going to be in the community of Metro Detroit. It's going to be in the state of Michigan. And, and oh, by the way, it's going to be to the ends of the earth. And again, many of you know these verses. Many of you have heard them over and over and over again. And as we start a new year, as we kind of hit the pause button and we look out at yet what is it that God has in store for the future, the question has to be this. Are we still called to be on mission with God? The words that he spoke over those disciples that now translate to us as his disciples, do we actually believe that we are still on mission with God to accomplish his plan on this earth? See, this time of year, a lot of goals are made. If you're in sales, you're making sales goals. You have a company that requires you to make goals, you're making goals. Maybe you have personal goals. Maybe you have family goals. All of these things that, that, that take up our time this first month of the year. But what about our relationship with God? What about our relationship with what he has called us into? How much time and energy do we spend thinking about these things? See, here at Shepherd's Gate, our mission statement is simple. Help me with this, folks. We exist to the, with the, of Jesus. All right, that was good. That was very good. Let's all say it together. We exist to impact the world with the love of Jesus. How are we doing with this? Are we hitting this goal? If we closed our doors today, would it even have an impact in our community and with our global partners? Would the supervisor of Shelby Township and, and those that, that serve on his staff, would the police department and the fire department that we've become such great friends with and the EMTs, would they be like, no, Shepherd's Gate cannot close its doors? Would our global partners call up and say, no, this can't be, you cannot close your doors? Are we impacting the world with the love of Jesus? How about this? Do you think we're living out our full potential? Do you think we have so much more we can give to our community and to our world? See, this is what's great about being in year three. We're right in the middle. We got two years behind us. We have more in front of us. We have three whole years in front of us. And this is why we've also said at our church that our vision statement is this, is that we will what? We will, not amen, we will value everyone we, we're gonna, big word for us, Influence and wow, you guys did great with that. Let's say this one together. We will value everyone we meet, influence everywhere we go, and live generously with everything we have. How are we doing on our vision? Is this a warm, inviting community? 
We welcome everybody through our doors with open arms. Are we willing to rub shoulders with people that maybe don't talk like us or look like us or believe like us? Are we being a positive influence everywhere we go? And are we living generously with everything that God has placed in our hands? Or is there more work to be done? Is there more that maybe God would call us to do and step out to do this coming year? And I want to draw your attention to that card because you can see underneath there is an explanation for the vision that we have here at Shepherd's Gate. And if you're here, I would encourage you to go home and read this. If you have a spouse, read this with your spouse. If, if you're the head of the family, read this with your family and truly digest and absorb what this vision really truly means, what this is all about as we continue pursuing God's purpose and plan for our church. How's that sound? You guys can do that? All right, because what we're about to do, get ready, buckle your seatbelt, because I'm about to give you a whole lot of information, okay? But this is important, this is timely, that you know where we've been at a church but more importantly, where we are going as a church. And if you remember, I said a few weeks ago, this was from one of my mentors. He said, set your goals in concrete and your plans in sand. How many remember me saying that? Okay, you're still thinking about that? So we had goals that we believe God gave us the beginning of January. It was January 2020. Things were looking great. The church was doing great. We just came off of a big year, record-breaking year in 2019. In fact, in 2020, Pastor Craig and I actually made a video over in Cat's parking lot. Some of you might remember this. And it was a day similar to today. It was cold, it was snowy, it was icy. And I looked in the camera and I said, people that call Shepherd's Gate home, will you do us a favor? Will you please park in Cat's parking lot and make the treacherous walk from Cat's parking lot over to Shepherd's Gate because we are running out of parking spaces. We don't have parking spaces for everybody that's coming to check out our church. How many of you remember that? Think of that. That was two years ago, and then as we know, just a month and a half later, the whole world is turned upside down. But here's what I believe, and you need to hear this from me. These are our goals, and God knew that we were going to be walking into what we've walked into the last two years and I know that, that he put these on our heart and that we're going to continue pursuing these goals. Now, our plans may change. The way, the way that we accomplish these goals may change. But believe me today, we are committed more than ever before to watching God at work. In fact, in all of these goals, those 11 goals on the back of your sheet, I pray and hope that we far exceed them all because it's God's power that's at work within us. Amen? All right, here's our checkup. You ready for this? This is going to be great this morning. Goal number one, everyone. Now, whenever you see everyone, that means 100%. That means the whole church, everybody that calls this place home. Everyone, so kids, where you at kids, this includes you too, will be trained, equipped, and launched to be influencers in our church and in our homes, workplaces, schools, and community. What do you think about that? Are you being encouraged when you come to Shepherd's Gate? Are you being trained? Are we equipping you? As we open God's word, are you growing in your knowledge of God's word while simultaneously growing in what it means to be a follower of Jesus? 
See, it's one thing to have Bible knowledge. It's one thing to walk through these Old Testament books or New Testament letters or whatever series we may be on. It's another whole thing to have it impact your life and all of a sudden the way that you do life changes. That's what we want for you, life change. So I want you to think about that. As you think about Shepherd's Gate, as you look back at the last two years, have we done this? Have we encouraged, trained, equipped, and launched you into ministry? Goal number two. We're going to ask this bold ask of God to use us to reach the over 478,858 in Macomb County and our surrounding communities who claim no faith. That's a lot of people, isn't it? Wouldn't it be cool if we had half a million people here at Shepherd's Gate? You know, we live in a very populated area. Do you realize how many people there are in our communities? This is not the UP. This is Metro Detroit. And this is the reality of the area that we live in. We do not live in the south. Love you, snowbirds. We live in the north. We're part of the frozen chosen, right? We don't have churches on every corner like they do in the South. And do you know that if everyone in Metro Detroit actually went to church on Sunday morning, we don't have enough churches, we don't have enough seats to actually accommodate every single person in our community. That's how big the mission field is. That's how massive the opportunity for us to be salt and light in our communities actually is. And you look at this goal and you say, how in the world? How in the world does the church ever even try to take a bite of that? Well, here's the answer. It's goal number three. Everyone, everyone that calls Shepherd's Gate home, we're going to encourage you to love, to enter into authentic relationships, and be great neighbors to four people. Four people that you know are uncertain or unconnected with their faith. And I know for a fact all of us have people in our lives. And it may start with your family. It may start with your place of work. It may start with your neighborhood that you know people who don't know Jesus. And again, what does that relationship look like? What's the interaction between you and them? And have you thought about engaging them, about having an authentic relationship with them? Or how about something as simple as actually praying for them every single day? in 2022. What does that look like? See, two years ago, I handed these cards out to you that you have, and if you want to go ahead and grab the ones that you have, kids, you get the yellow ones. Students, if you're fifth to twelfth grade, yours are red. Go ahead and grab that. Now watch this. How many of you, you still have this card from two years ago? One, two, look around, two people. Just, you know, the nine o'clock service, there was one person. Do you know why this happened? Two reasons. One, the world blew up. And two, we haven't done a good job of continuing to remind us what our mission is and keeping the four before you. And so this year, we're going to do a much better job of praying over the four people that we're asking God to lay on your heart, that you're going to build a relationship with and a friendship with, so that maybe, just maybe, the Holy Spirit would be at work and open the door that you could share the hope that you have with them and that this would be the year that they would come to faith. Wouldn't that be incredible? Who is that person in your life? 
Who is the person that you, maybe, there, maybe there's that uncle that you just met with over Christmas and, th- and New Year's, and they are just the most stubborn person on the planet. Anybody have one of those uncles? Right? And they, they just, no matter what, and they just love to get under your skin and just, you know, tell you how foolish you are for being a Jesus follower. Do we believe that God can perform miracles in 2022? Do we believe that God could take people that we never thought would come to faith and through the power of the Holy Spirit awaken faith in their hearts and their minds? Here's the thing, it's going to take all of us doing it. This isn't like, oh, the church will figure this out and the church will, you know, do this and the church will do that. No, all of us own this, including our kids. My kids have cards this morning. Next week when the kids are in their kids program and the kids are going to get cards again, when the students meet in a week and a half, guess what? The students are going to get these cards as well. All of us praying about where... God would lead us in those relationships. And this is what I would encourage you to do with that card. You have to put it in a place that's prominent in your home. Now, you don't put it on your refrigerator, okay? Because then if your friends come over and they see that their name's on the refrigerator, that's just awkward. (laughs) Okay? What are your church doing? That's a cult. Why you got my name on a card? You put it up in your bedroom. You put it on a dresser. You put it on a bathroom mirror. Someplace that you go every single day. And this becomes the people that you pray over. That's how you start this whole process. You just commit to praying for these people. How does that sound? You think we can do it? Kids in here, kids, you think you guys can do this? You got some neighbors that need Jesus? You got some kids at your school that need Jesus? You got some kids on your sports teams that need Jesus? Yeah. All right, here we go. Goal number four. Over 1,000 people will gather for worship weekly and another 500 will join us online by 2025. Now again, Go back to 2020, January of 2020 with me for a moment when we were averaging 800 people for in-person worship and 150 people online. I was like, this is no problem. Another 150 people? I was stressing about this. Now all of a sudden it's been flipped. Now all of a sudden we're averaging right around just below 500 people on a Sunday morning for in-person worship. And wouldn't you know that we are averaging around 750 people who join us every week online. More people join us online than in person. And so you think 500. Now, that's a big goal, right? We have to double our church in three years. You think we can double our church in three years? You know how I know we can double our church in three years? Because of you. Because you trusted us and you've invited your friends and your family Because 1,300 people came to Shepherd's Gate over a two-day period on the December 23rd and December 24th for our Christmas services. I want you to think about that. 1,300 people were already here just over two days. It's possible. It's very possible. But again, it takes all of us working together. It takes all of us sharing the hope that we have in this church that we call home. Here's what's really cool about next year. We're going to help facilitate this. And again, we're going to... We're going to be focusing more on the four and just keep encouraging you and praying over the four that God lays on your heart. How many of you, you like our outdoor services? You like when we we do that on the lawn? Right? Most people do. Some people don't. That's fine. Most people do. Isn't it crazy? We can live stream the outdoor service. My time up already? (laughs) Here's the thing. This is an incredible opportunity for you to invite guests. And one of the things that we learned last year is that we're going to make them standalone Sundays. We're not going to attach them to sermon series. We kept going, why did we do that? Hey, we're on part 22 of our sermon series. Thanks for coming to the outdoor service. 
Sometimes we just make mistakes, and we said, so this year we're going to line it up so that we can do something incredible, all four of these outdoor services. Our team actually came together. This wasn't my idea. This was, this was the staff that said, hey, how about we take three of our Sundays and we make them serving event services? And this would be another opportunity for people to be able to invite their friends. And what these are, they're going to be on the days uh, that we have holiday weekends, so Memorial Weekend, Fourth of July weekend, and Labor Day weekend. And what we're going to do is we're going to have one service. We're going to invite everybody to one service, and after the service, anybody that, that wants to stick around, we're going to move into the gymnasium, and we're going to have some type of outreach activity, some type of event that we can do together to bless our community. Now, don't you think that's a good first invite to people? Hey, come and learn about Shepherd's Gate. Hey, come learn about how much we are part of the community. And so we're going to bring in guest speakers on those days, and we're going to let them tell us what is going on in their neck of the woods and how we can be a support and encouragement to them. And if it works, great. If it doesn't work, we won't do it in 2023. Amen? That's a great thing about five-year goals. How about this one? Number five. 50% of our growth every year will come from people who are uncertain or unconnected with their faith. Why is this a goal? Why would this be important? See, everyone was quiet at nine. <laughs> Tim, you got it. This has to be part of the plan because this is what happens. This is what happens in, in our country in particular is that you can grow a church, but what happens oftentimes is that the church is growing 100% by people moving from other churches, okay? So are you really expanding the kingdom and seeing people that don't know Jesus come to know Jesus? Or are people just moving around? If you get in circles with pastors, they call this, they call this fish moving from one fishbowl to the next, which I don't know why that's the analogy when Jesus always used sheep, but that's what they always say, that you're just swapping fish. Now here's why it's 50%, because movement is normal. I talked about this a few weeks ago. We don't talk about this enough in the church. There are people here. The last two years, we've brought in 150 members. There are people that have been brought into Shepherd's Gate because the Holy Spirit stirred their heart and brought them here, and they said, now is the season for them to be part of what Shepherd's Gate is doing. And when they come to us and they say, hey, we've been at this church for five years or 10 years or 20 years. We want to be part of Shepherd's Gate. Guess what we tell them? No. You're a sinner, go back to your church and repent to your pastor. <laughs> of course not. We open them with loving arms. We say, hey, if it, it's up, if this is what the Holy Spirit is leading you to do, then come on in, be part of what God is doing here. But here's the flip side of that. If there's movement into Shepherd's Gate, there also has to be movement where? Out of Shepherd's Gate. And that's where the conversation gets uncomfortable. That's what we don't often like to talk about. And maybe now that, that I've been the lead pastor here for five years, I've finally just come to, to a place where, where I have had to learn to be comfortable with that. And I've realized that, that over the, the first two to three years of being a lead pastor, that I was so concentrated on bringing the church together, bringing the church together, bringing the church together, bringing, you know, going and getting people. <laughs> Kurt, what are you doing to me, man? Um, bringing people that had left Shepherd's Gate and say, hey, why don't you come back and see if this is a place that God would call home to now knowing the Holy Spirit is saying, there may be people that get off the bus, Tim. There may be people that you've known all the years that you've been here, people that you never thought would leave Shepherd's Gate, 
and the Holy Spirit is leading them to another congregation. And you need to be okay with that. See, what happens is pastors get insecure. Did you know that? You know, sometimes pastors get in, and they take it personally when people leave. And so we want to keep everybody around, and that's not actually what the Holy Spirit wants to do in churches. That movement is actually normal. That it's okay for people to move to different congregations. And you know what people will say when they're getting ready to leave a church? You know what the common expression is? I don't feel like I'm being what? Fed there anymore. And so that's an instant knee-jerk reaction from any pastor. It's like, what do you mean you're not being fed? I preach you God's word and yada, yada, yada. No, that's just them saying the Holy Spirit is stirring in their hearts. That maybe it's time for them to go to another church, to have another pastor read them God's word, to have another pastor, you know, encourage them and walk through life with them. So I'm just going to ask you again, can we just normalize this? Can we just be okay with the movement of people as the Holy Spirit leads and guides people? Can we just do that this morning? Because here's the thing. How many of you, you were at a church before you came to Shepherd's Gate? Just go ahead and raise your hand. Look around the room. Interesting. <laughs> right? You're all here because you came from someplace else or because God brought you to faith. And so as we look at this goal, what would you say we're doing as a church? How do you think we did the last couple of years? Twenty-five percent? Anybody else? Ten? So 2020, at the beginning of all this madness, we were at 26 percent. This last year, we dropped to 19 percent. Remember, the goal is 50 percent. I believe we can do it. I believe we can exceed it. We all know people that need Jesus. Goal number six, everyone, okay, 100% of people that call Shepherd's Gate home, kids, students, adults, will be connected in community. Isn't that a great pandemic goal to have? <laughs> We're like, man, God, that's a difficult goal, 100% in community. Here's my question for you this morning. What are you willing to do to be connected in community? You know this. Some of your groups have split. Some of your groups are on the verge of splitting. I know at the beginning of all of this that there were six families in my small group, and now there's three families in my small group. And so we're looking at what does the future look for, like for us? Are they coming back? Do we need to branch out? Do we need to just reshuffle this whole thing? All the opportunities that we have for kids, students, and adults. Everything, think about this, that is available online. So those of you that are watching, again, you're in the majority. We have made it so that you can join us for adult Bible studies and care classes and even our kids program that the video gets sent to the home. Everything is in person and online. Isn't that incredible? So what is it that you're willing to do to stay connected to other people so that you don't get out there on your own? So the devil doesn't lead you astray like he's led so many astray during this time. Seven and eight, using our unique callings, 80% of our church will serve inside or outside our walls on a monthly basis. That's an audacious goal, right? 80% of our church, we will train and empower 200 new leaders to be developers of influencers by 2025. I can tell you this, these are the two goals that we're missing the most. And a lot of it is volunteerism. Most of our ministries here have half the volunteers that they used to have pre-COVID. And obviously we know the reasons why. And so we're trying to figure out, God, how do we reignite this passion in our church? 
And I love that this goal includes inside or outside. So those of you that are watching online, it's maybe not necessarily coming back to Shepherd's Gate. Maybe it's giving you an opportunity to serve in your community, to do something outside of our walls. And how do we do this? Check this out. On a monthly basis, this is where you're like, Tim, you have lost your mind. No, we have more time than ever. How many of you, you're now working from home full time, right? You're working, look at those hands, or you're working from home way more than you ever have before. Think of the way that our schedules have shifted and the opportunities that we have that we never had before to serve Jesus on unprecedented levels. Look at number nine. We're going to renovate and expand our campus in order to invite and engage people in our community. How have we been doing with this goal? Slowly but surely. What was the best Christmas gift that Shepherd's Gate received this Christmas? These two houses that we have prayed for for 40 years. Years. These are the actual prints from the county and the township. Isn't this cool? We now have this. God has blessed us. You can now see Shepherd's Gate from 23 Mile. So this is what I do. I drive over to the other side of the street and I just stare at our church. <laughs> I know I have issues. It's fine. And I want you to stare at our church. See how you can see the addition on the worship center? That's always the funny part, how you can see how the shingles are different. That temporary wall where those four windows are, that's this wall right here. What do you want the future of this place to be? What kind of church do you want your kids and your grandkids to grow up in? Dream with me. Let's do something cool together. Let's, let's, let's be a part of something that we never ever th- thought maybe we would ever be a part of. God, you gave us this traffic light, but only people with four-wheel drive are going to be able to use it. <laughs> Unless we build a driveway. So this is exciting today because that's the other card that you have in your hands. It's called the Faith Forward card. And that's what we've said. Shepherd's Gate has always been a church that's willing to move forward. Every single time. You talk to the founding members, they'll tell you over and over again, they never, ever, ever stopped at any point in the history of this church. Always looking, God, where are you leading us in the future? Where are you taking us next? And so we have these focus groups that are coming up because as you know, we have a campus planning team that's been meeting with an architect for an entire year now. A campus planning team made up of members of our church and in three weeks, the first focus group's going to kick off. And I would encourage you to come. Come see the 20-minute presentation. Come and ask your questions and receive answers. Come and fill out the feedback form that, that they are going to provide for you. So at the end of four weeks, at the end of these nine focus group meetings, you only have to come to one of them, not all nine, just one, we can say this is where our church says we need to move in the future. That's exciting, isn't it? Or should we just all just stay at home and eat bonbons and watch sports? I mean, I don't know. Let's do something cool for God. Amen? Amen. All right, goal number 10. We're going to launch 750 people outside our walls to serve in our community and around the world every year by 2025. (laughs) I like this goal. This is nuts. Where are you going to find 750 people? 1,300 showed up at Christmas. I'm going to 
figure out how to get them launched out into our community. I hope we can get back to doing international missions in 2022. Dan over at Kia Hope in Africa is like, come on, baby, bring them. I want to go. Anybody want to go to Africa? He can't wait for us to come and be part of what they're doing. Our friends in Belize, I just got messages from him yesterday. They're like, anytime you want, Tim, come on down. We're ready for you. And what does that look like? What does that look like for our church? Where do you think we're at with launching 750 people? Now, this is important because it has to be unique individuals, okay? Where do you think we're at with this goal? How many people do you think served last year? 200, 575, 250? I'm like an auctioneer now. All right, here you go. 489 individuals. I actually call this the Ron Cazera goal. If you don't know, this is my buddy Ron Cazera. He's right here with his beautiful wife, Michelle. And he is our local missions coordinator. And he has worked his tail off to get people from our church into our community. Here's the other stat that I could give you, right? I could tell you that over 1,000 people served in 2021 and that Ron had 30 different serving opportunities for people to get plugged into. But a lot of them, it's people that are signing up to serve not once, but twice, three times, sometimes half a dozen, sometimes even a dozen times. Are you part of this number? Do you sign up and step out and serve on our annual step out and serve weekend, which this year is going to be the first weekend in June instead of in that hot time of the year, the end of August? Man, what is the Holy Spirit compelling you to do? What is it that you can do to be more involved here at Shepherd's Gate? Do you think Ron's going to get to 750 by 2025? Do you think Ron has the capacity to do it? Can Ron do it? You can do it, Ron! (laughs) I know he can do it, but it's going to take each one of you. Grab your teenagers, grab your kids, figure out what that looks like for you and your family. All right, final goal. You ready for this? I know some of you thought we'd never make it. We will gladly share 20% of all of our giving by 2025 to support local and global missions. And you know what? The finance people will be like, that doesn't make sense on the spreadsheet. I thought you wanted to renovate and expand the campus. I thought you had issues with HVACs. I thought the south parking lot's falling apart. Yeah? True? Have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? Have you thought about that? Have you thought about that? Yeah, we have. And we have prayed, and I believe the potential in this church, we have just scratched the surface. I know we have. We are capable of so much more. We can do this. And here's the other crazy thing. You can never outgive God. We could so easily circle the wagons and let's say, let's just be about Shepherd's Gate and let's just focus on ourselves and let's not, you know, worry about our mission partners or what's happening globally. Let's just all be about, you know, this place and yada, yada, yada. And that's not what we said we're about. It's not in our DNA. It's not what we've ever been about as a church. And I'm excited to unveil this to you today because this is really what's going to be driving us now more than ever as we head into the future. So think about all the things that we've talked about so far. We get requests for mission funds all the time, okay? We have become known as a church that wants to partner with organizations. And so people will email me, they'll email our missions team, they'll call the church office. They know that we have funds set aside to bless organizations where we see the hand of God at work. Here's the thing. This is the trap that churches can get caught into. It's very important that you get this. 
because there was never, ever, ever, ever a point in Scripture when Jesus called his disciples together. And he said, guys, I want you all to get out your checkbooks. And I want you all to write checks. And once we write the checks, we're going to put them in envelopes, we're going to put stamps on them, we're going to mail them, and then we're just going to go do whatever we want to do. And the, and the difficulty is, is so often what happens is churches just become check writers. So we just write checks and we overlap this whole process. And this is what we've said at Shepherd's Gate and it's taken a couple years and it's going to take this year to get us fully there that when mission requests come in, people want to have funds, we have to have people from Shepherd's Gate, aka boots on the ground, serving with their sleeves rolled up and in that ministry, and serving in that ministry, and as our people are serving in that ministry, locally or globally, mission funds are released. Does that make sense? This is so crucial and so important for the future of our church, unlocking our mission funds, because I'm excited that we are increasing our mission giving again this year. That in 2022, our budget includes 16% of everything that comes in goes back out and supports the ministries that we have that are community-based, that are here to bless those that don't know Jesus. And it is awesome that our church gets to be part of this. Don't you think? Can we just give God praise that we're able to even do this? And again, it all goes back to this. Do you and your family want to be part of a church that wants to live on the edge for Jesus? Do you and your church want to be crazy enough to give up of our time and our resources to impact the world with the love of Jesus? That's the challenge for us today. And that's what I pray the Holy Spirit grips your heart and confirms it one way or another, makes it abundantly obvious, opens the door wide up, wide open, or shuts the door and says, no, maybe this is the time that you're moving on to someplace else. And in that, we're going to keep our relationships, we're going to love each other, but we're going to keep looking toward the future of whatever he has. Amen? Will you bow your heads and close your eyes with me? Heavenly Father, I thank you for my friends that are here today this incredible church that, that I know my family has been blessed being a part of. God, as we have opened your word in our worship services, as our kids have been poured into in our kids' ministry, and our students and our student ministry, and our adults and all the offerings that we have for them, and the care ministry that brings people in from our community, on this first Sunday of the year, we do. We just bow our heads, we close our eyes, we look back at the way that you sustained us during one of the most unprecedented times that any of us have ever lived in in our lifetime. But God, we rejoice that today is a new day, that it is a new year, and that God, we know and trust that you already know what's ahead for us in 2022. So God, as we've play, prayed, as we've researched, as we've looked at the plans that you have given us, God, continue to order our steps. Continue to provide, continue to lead and strengthen us. May your will be the will of this church. 
Continue to protect her. Continue to bring people here that don't know you. That God, maybe they would come to know you as Lord and Savior and King. God, we want to be on Team Jesus today. So lead us and guide us into the future that you have for us. God, we love you. We thank you. We pray all these things in your son's most holy and precious name. Amen. Will you please stand with me this morning? And thank you for giving me a couple extra minutes this morning to get through all of this. Receive this blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen.